As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. From the twisted mind of author Eve S. Evans. Prepare yourself for a sleepless night. After listening to sinister true tales of paranormal, a truly haunted podcast brings you a new chilling episode weekly. Available on all major podcasting networks. (laughs) Five, four, three, two, one. Forever Haunted Podcast. Coming at you straight from the supernatural vortex. Vortex. Discussing haunted locations, ghosts, poltergeists, cryptids, and all unexplained phenomena. Here's your hosts, Eve S. Evans, James Currow. Welcome to another episode of the Forever Haunted Podcast. I'm James Kiro. And I am Eva S. Evans. Welcome to our new segment of Ghost Stories. Sit back and relax and enjoy, because Ghost Stories are up next. My boyfriend and I recently moved into a new apartment. I knew there was something strange about the building right from the beginning. Before we moved in, we found out that the building had, at one point, been a hospital. It seemed like they had just knocked down the walls of the rooms that already existed in the building to create the units, because they had a pretty standard layout no matter what floor you lived on. The other thing about the rooms was, even without the AC on, it was perpetually cold. 
Given that we live in Arizona, this was something a bit odd. The halls in the place were also a little strange when you first got there, because they were really long and had a sterile feel to them. The units were really nice, though, and the price was under what our budget was, so we decided to move in. I would like to say that it took a while for things to start happening there, but that wasn't the case. The first night we stayed there, we had our first experience. I should have taken this as a bad sign, but like a fool, I ignored it. We had gone to sleep early the first night, tired from moving a lot of the large furniture into the place, and many of the boxes were still strewn around the apartment in the rooms where we believed the contents belonged. We had just thrown together the bed frame after clearing some space in the middle of the room and even throwing the mattress on top. Even though it wasn't very comfortable, exhaustion took over, and we were quickly asleep. Sometime around 1 a.m. in the morning, we both were startled awake by a blood-curdling scream that seemed to be coming from somewhere on the floor. It was odd how loud it seemed, even in our own apartment, and it unsettled me. Even as tired as I was, it took me quite a while to get back to sleep. My boyfriend didn't seem to have the same issue, though. He just seemed to roll over and was out like a light. We both had figured it was one of the other people living on the floor. I had asked him if we should call the police, but he told me it wasn't any of our business, so we should just ignore it. The next morning we went to the manager and told her about what we had heard the night before. She gave us a little bit of a confused look. She asked us if we were sure we hadn't just left a TV on and that was what we had heard. We both insisted that this wasn't the case. She then told us we were one of the first people to move in on that floor and no one was even near our apartment. The three of us couldn't explain how we had heard the scream. As bad as the screaming incident was, it didn't compare to what we saw about a week later. We had finally gotten everything unpacked and in the general places where we thought that they would be. Most of the excess stuff that wouldn't fit or we didn't want was either in storage or had been taken to the thrift shops and donated. We were just settling in for a night of television when the room seemed to get very warm. As I said before, the place was almost always really cold, so the sudden increase in heat was definitely noticeable. We had even discarded the blanket that we were sharing on the couch. I got up to check the thermostat, but it said that the room was 71 degrees. That didn't seem possible because we were both sweating pretty profusely. I kicked it down a couple of degrees, seeing if it would help. But after 20 minutes, the temperature in the room didn't seem to get any cooler. We decided that the thermostat must be broken and we would check with the manager the next day. I went into the bedroom to change into some shorts to get more comfortable. As soon as I left the living room, goosebumps formed up and down my arms and legs. The bedroom felt really cold. I assumed the temperature change was exaggerated because the heat in the living room made the normally cold temperature of the apartment seem lower than it really was. I called my boyfriend into the bedroom. As soon as he walked in, he started to shiver. He seemed just as confused as I was about the drastic temperature change. How could one part of the house seem so warm but another part of the house be so cold. I began to hear a shuffling sound coming from the living room. We didn't have any pets, so the noise scared me a bit. I don't know why, but I started to get a bad feeling in the pit of my stomach. My boyfriend must have heard it too, because he held his finger up to his mouth for me to be quiet, and he slowly started to walk out the door toward the living room. Not wanting to be left alone in the bedroom, I followed him out. He stopped suddenly in front of me, and I walked right into him, sending us both off balance. I had to catch myself on the wall, which gave me a clear view of the living room. What I saw 
still haunts my dreams to this day. A little girl seemed to be shuffling towards us. Flames leaped up from every part of her body. She saw us both staring at her and reached her arm out toward us, seemingly asking us to help her. I always thought that I was good in a crisis situation, but I just sat there, frozen, as the fire blistered her skin. She shrieked in pain and collapsed on the ground and lay there motionless for a moment, then disappeared completely. The heat of the room seemed to return to the normal cold temperatures that I was used to. I also noticed that where the fire had touched the ground, no marks were there. I had felt the intense heat of the flames, but there wasn't any sign that they had been there at all. I looked at my boyfriend, trying to figure out if he had seen what I had. He seemed to be in shock, just staring straight ahead. Finally, he must have felt my eyes on him, and he turned his head and looked at me. Did you just see? He asked me. That was all I needed to verify that I hadn't imagined the entire thing. As terrifying as the experience was, just the idea that he had seen it too comforted me. I walked over to the couch and sat down, not trusting my legs to hold me. My boyfriend came and sat next to me. It took me a couple of minutes before I could say anything. I wasn't what you would call a skeptic when it comes to ghosts. I love watching TV shows where people are looking for evidence of spirits. I always told myself I would handle that type of situation better than some of the scared people I had seen on TV, but when it came to the real thing, I froze. Neither of us slept at all that night. We sat in our bedroom and just watched television until the sun came up the next morning. Throughout the night, we had decided that we wouldn't be keeping the place. Even if it cost us money to break the lease, there was no way that I would ever feel safe in that place. Finally, when the office was open at 8 a.m., we walked in and sat down with the manager. We told her that we would not be continuing to stay there. We didn't tell her why we were leaving, figuring she wouldn't believe us even if we did. Before we left, I asked her if she knew where in the hospital the apartment we were living in used to be. She tapped on a few keys and started reading. It used to be the children's burn unit, she said. Things seemed to fall into place at that point. We must have seen what one of the patients had gone through that must have died while in the hospital. If we weren't going to leave before, we sure were now. We signed a termination of the lease agreement, which forfeited our security deposit, but that was the least of my concern. I wouldn't stay there another night. I'd never experienced anything like that before. I did my research the next time we chose a place to live. We picked a new construction since I now know, sometimes, something or someone can linger. We will be right back after these messages. Thank you for listening to Forever Haunted Podcast. Please take a moment to hear a brief message about new books available for purchase by Eve S. Evans. After living in multiple haunted houses, Eve began her journey to find answers, publishing over 20 true ghost story anthologies, available on Amazon. If you want to scratch that paranormal itch, go get some of Eve's books on Amazon today. Now back to your scheduled program. Choking Doctor My mom works as a nurse in a hospital. They have rooms for them to stay in while working extended shifts in case they don't want to go home so they can get as much rest as possible. Each room is shared by two employees. My mom had one of her friends that was also a nurse as a roommate. My mother was just coming off a long shift and decided that she would stay the night at the hospital because she had to return in eight hours to start her next shift. 
As she worked her shift the night before, she noticed that she was feeling worse and worse. She had a fever and was even more tired than she usually would have been after work. This is one of the reasons why she also decided to stay the night at the hospital. She informed some of the doctors and nurses that she wasn't feeling well and what her symptoms were before retiring to her room. She did her nightly prayers since she is someone who, no matter how sick or busy, will find time to speak to God. Shortly after her prayers, she climbed into bed and fell asleep. Her roommate was working the overnight shift, so my mom was alone in the room and shouldn't have been disturbed all night. Sometime around 1 a.m., my mom woke up to the sound of knocking on the door. Figuring one of her colleagues was there to check on her, she went to the door to see who was there. It was unusual for someone to do this, but since she had told people that she was sick, it wasn't impossible, but why they wouldn't have just let her get some rest seemed odd. When she opened the door, no one was on the other side. She looked up and down the hall, but no one seemed near enough to have accidentally bumped up against it. She shook her head and went back into the room and went back to sleep. She wasn't asleep for more than another thirty minutes when she heard the door to her room open. She never leaves the door unlocked when she is there, but in her delirium of being sick and having been woken up at such a late hour, she figured it was possible that she had left the door open. When she looked up, she saw a man in a white coat walking toward her. He had a stethoscope around his neck, so she figured it was a doctor that was coming in to check on her since she had told people that she didn't feel well. She looked up to his face to see who it was, but it was blurry and she couldn't make out any distinguishing figures. As he got closer to her, she noticed his face began to shift from person to person, but she recognized these people. They were people that she was close to in her life, her family, friends, and the people she worked with. She said that it also felt like the closer the doctor got, the room's temperature seemed to drop lower and lower. By the time he was right next to her, she was freezing. She tried to move off the bed, but it was like she was paralyzed in place. After seeing the face change on this thing that was in her room, she tried to call out, but no sound would escape her lips. The doctor's face seemed to shift a final time into that of a handsome man, and he began to examine her. His hands were like ice as he examined her. When he placed one of his hands on her neck, seeming to check the pulse there, the cold became almost unbearable as the hand lingered. Then he brought his other hand up to her neck, and she felt pressure build like he was trying to choke her. She struggled to take in a full breath as whatever this was continued to squeeze harder and harder. The faces started to shift again to the faces of those she cared about the most, making it seem like these were the people that were trying to kill her. As her vision began to fade, she remembered that she had a necklace with a cross on it next to her bed. She forced her arm to move and started digging through the front pocket, trying to feel for the thin gold chain. Finally, she felt the familiar strand of metal and pulled it out. The creature, or whatever it was, screamed out in pain and began thrashing about like it had been burned. It took a few more steps back and then seemed to collapse in on itself. The cold in the room seemed to dissipate and the paralysis slowly abated. When she felt strong enough to get up without falling, she left her room and went next door to where she knew one of her friends was staying the night as well. Needless to say, when she knocked on their door at around 2 a.m., she was a little annoyed at being woken up, but when she saw my mother's face, it was obvious something was wrong. She told her everything. She listened without comment until my mom had finished. After that, her friend told her that she had experienced some strange things herself, both in the room and around the hospital, like lights going on and off on their own, scratching and knocking noises, and sounds coming from empty rooms. 
These were things my mom had never heard of from anyone else in the hospital. She felt lucky that she had her rosary so nearby when the thing attacked her in her room. The next morning, my mom came home after asking to be relieved for her morning shift. She was too rattled from the encounter the night before and was still feeling sick. When she got home, I was surprised to see her home so early and asked if she was okay. She tried to pass it off like everything was all right, but I knew something was wrong and pressed her further. She finally told me what had happened the night before. I was scared for her. I can only imagine what it would have been like to go through it herself. She now won't go to the hospital without her rosary, and me, I will go to another hospital, any hospital, before the one my mom works at. True Whispers True Crime Podcast tells the story of the world's darkest secrets. True Whispers is a twice-weekly true crime podcast that tells the story behind the story of real-life crime. Told in a storytelling style, host, paranormal horror author Eve S. Evans digs into the details of each case to bring listeners the facts and information they won't hear anywhere else. From cold cases to brutal murders to the oddest murders, you'll get it all. True Whispers. True Whispers. A true crime podcast available on all major podcasting networks. Apple, Google, Spotify, and much more. Thank you for listening to Forever Haunted Podcast with Eve, James, and Ryan. And remember, if you have a ghost story you'd like featured on the show, contact us at foreverhauntedpodcast at gmail.com. Make sure to follow us on all social media so you don't miss a thing. Eves.EvansAuthor on Instagram and Facebook. Or Forever Haunted Podcast on Instagram and Facebook. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.